Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and paranormal. Want to send a quick shout out to my buddy Brooke at the Bee Soy Candle Company. She has some insane Halloween designs on sale right now. You have to go to her website, check out her full inventory. These candles smell amazing, and that's before you even light them. And some candles do crazy tricks like bleeding skulls, which I is again, that's like one of my personal favorites. But just go to besoycandleco.com and if you use the special code footsteps, you're going to get a percentage off your order. So once again, that's besoycandleco.com. Now it is Halloween season, and I have to say, I am so excited to have today's guest on because she has pretty much been living with the paranormal the vast majority of her life. And I can't wait for my audience to hear just some of the things she's been through. Um, she's based in Arizona, and I want to welcome to the show Val Waldvogel. How you doing, Val? Hey, doing good. I'm excited to be here. So, Well, we are honored to have you. And I, I guess let's just start at the beginning. When did you first start experiencing what you would describe as paranormal activity? Honestly, like I think my first like nice ghost interaction when I was probably five or six, um, I would have this lady that would go down the hallway and she would turn the light on and I would get so frustrated because she was in this robe. And to be honest, like I thought it was my aunt cause I lived with my aunt, and my uncle growing up. Right. And I kept saying, why do you keep going in the hallway and turning on the lights? And they basically thought I was crazy. So one night this uh, lady in a robe, she came into my room and it scared the bejesus out of me because she came over and she tucked me in. She gave me a kiss on the cheek and it was so cold and wow. I wasn't totally startled. It was, I don't know, it was a very comfortable feeling even though I was still scared. Sure. And she kind of backed up into the room and she turned into this really pretty ball of light of gold and she disappeared and oh I God. told my aunt what had happened and they basically just, you know, yeah, okay. You know, I'm just five or six. I was, you know, maybe it was the tooth fairy. So right. <laughs> it was just, it was wild. So it wasn't until years later we were going through some family photos and lo and behold, there was this lady that was in a robe. And, and I said, hey, that's the lady that came into my room at night and she used to tuck me in. And my uncle kind of just sat there and he gave me a dirty look and he said, that's not possible. And I said, I don't know what to tell you, but that's the lady. That's the lady in the robe. And I described the robe and I described what she looked like. And it was her. It was my uncle's ex-wife that had died maybe 15, 20 years prior to even me being born. Wow. And she was just like a natural, you know, caregiver. And she sees this little girl and wants to take care of her. Yeah, she passed away in the home. And, you know, her two sons ended up saying kind of similar stories that they used to see a lady in the house. And they didn't really know who it was. But they made the connection. And it was just, I don't know, it was very, it was wild. It was really wild. That, that's And that's interesting that you said the first 
positive spirit that you encountered, which means from a, a young age, you've probably experienced some of the other as well. Yeah, I I remember when I was really young, I I would see shadows and I would hear things. Um, I grew up in not a very uh, nice manner when there was a lot of trauma growing okay, up. Okay, right. Um, my mom was, you know, a, a drug addict and she was abusive. And uh, I don't know, I, I hopped from house to house and each house had a different thing. But I remember when I was real, real little, and this was prior to the uh, the to the aunt, yeah. I almost actually died when I was younger. Um, somebody in my family tried to drown me, and I remember it very vividly. Why do you actually remember it? I remember the dream. I remember it happening. I don't remember any days before. I don't remember any days after, but I remember the event and I remember parts of it. So basically I remember things going very dark. I don't remember really seeing their face or anything for that line, but I remember the dream that everything got really, really white. And I was in this almost hotel-like thing. And for the longest time, I, I really did think it was real. And I kept asking, you know, my family members every time we would go into a hotel where this bunny was. Yeah. <laughs> because when I awoke in the dream, there was, you know, this hotel and there was a large man bunny at this hotel and there was tons of kids everywhere else and the bunny took everybody's hand and we went to this really large door and the bunny opened the door and all the kids ran inside this really white filled room but I remember being afraid of going in because I looked around and it was very vast it was very I don't know if I was gonna fall so I turned around and I left and that was the dream that I had. And then, you know, I woke up, but like, I don't remember anything else to it. So you very well could have been on the precipice of fully crossing over. And then you turned around because it wasn't I your time. Back. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, so, that could have been what sowed those seeds for you to have that connection with the paranormal or sense energies and things of that nature. Yeah, and the crazy thing is it wasn't until just recently that I kind of made the connection. Um, I had gone to a medium because things in my house had gotten so bad, I basically needed validation. I needed to know that <laughs> things that were happening sure. wasn't just my brain like playing tricks on me. Yeah, understandable. So we had, yeah, we had several paranormal companies come out and between the one guy wanting to make a YouTube channel about my uh, situation. That's, that's how, you know, you're experiencing a lot when somebody actually wants to dedicate a whole channel (laughs) just to your house. Yeah. So we have this mine up in Arizona that's called vulture mine. And it's, I guess it's super active with the paranormal community. And he said that my house was more active than that. Whoa. Yeah, so I was a little unnerved, and I was like, no, we're going to find somebody else. I don't really need my personal business online. But honestly and truly, the more I talk about it, the calmer it's been getting at my house. I get it. So I don't I don't know if it's if this is 
like the choices in life that I needed to make and mm-hmm. things happen, I guess, for a reason. Right. It's just, it's wild. So the last company that went in, um, they ended up hiring a medium. And the craziest thing was, is I went to this kind of like medium session, I guess. And there was a, a lady there that told me that I have a lot of dark and deep spirits around me attached to me. And it's also with the home. But she said that she feels at some point in my life that I've crossed to the other side of the veil and I've brought things back with me. Yes. And I've yeah. earned abilities to see them because I've gone so deep into the veil. Wow. I, I, I mean, it, and that makes sense. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's probably when you thought, oh my gosh, like the dream, this is all making sense. Yeah. And I, I had to call the the paranormal lady her name's d and i i was crying and i said oh my god this medium just like she made this connection and i don't i don't know what to do with it so she brought me to this other guy and i i don't don't know it was wild we were in this room and he was giving all of these positive and uplifting messages from you know loved ones that have passed to all these other people and there was so much validation going on and then she whispers to me, ask about your house. And I was like, what, what about it? Like, right. I, don't, I don't know what I want to even ask. And she was like, well, just ask if it's haunted. So I did. And, uh, <laughs> so embarrassing because I asked if there was anything around me or anything in my home. And it was like bad juju it, the guy was not positive at all oh, really like, you have bad spirits you have bad juju you need to see me after like i can sense bad things are happening to you and i was like oh my god like what is happening right now everybody's all positive and i'm freaking murphy's law this is fantastic <laughs> no i get what you're saying and and you know, I, and I also would understand if like part of you probably didn't even want to ask about the house because you, you know, there's like a part of you that wants to know. And then that other half that's like, wait a minute, if there's really bad stuff, I sometimes like ignorance is bliss. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, I went so long, like we've been living in this house for seven years and I, I went through a time where, so I was kicked out of my house when I was 16 and I was kind of forced with my mom and right that was a whole whole thing so i ended up actually being homeless for a little bit but you know things work out we ended up you know i moved into my first house when i was 21 and things have been getting like increasingly better after you know but you have to go through the trials to get the better things in life absolutely you know you got to work for it but during that whole process i honestly didn't have any paranormal issues like at all right <laughs> right I moved into this house yeah but so when yeah. I was a kid I did so this guy makes this other connection he tells me that he believes that I have something that's haunted in my home okay right and that I've had it as a child so it was an so object an object that's an, infested an object as well. So I'm like, well, geez, Louise. So <laughs> we're going through my house and I find this ring and it's a ring that my uncle's mother had from the 1800s. Oh, wow. 
And I don't know. I've watched way too much Harry Potter. Like all I can think now is it's like a Horcrux. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I get it. But the guy was like, it's something old. It's something vintage. It's something that's been in your family forever. And I'm well, like, that oh would have gosh. to be like, it. So the ring's haunted too. Cool. So yeah, that's kind of where it all started. That's like been the most recent, um, living at my dad's house probably was the most intense. And that was, so that was prior to your, your home. Now this was like a, a point in your life when you were, uh, before being a homeowner. Yep. Before being a homeowner, man. So, Um, so yeah. So tell me about that. I was probably, I was 12 when I moved into my dad's house. So my uncle, um, ended up getting cancer and, um, sorry to hear that moving. Oh, it's okay. Um, I ended up moving in with my dad's house while he was going through treatments and stuff. And I, about a week after I got there, maybe the week of, I got these dreams for about a week, a week and a half. Um, And the dream would replay itself every night. So I started writing the dream down. And that's when it kind of went to the next, like, scene, I guess you would say it. So it was about this little girl, and her name was Katie. And she lived on this really big farm, this cool house, and there was an orchard. And her and her two brothers uh, liked to play there. And one day, Katie went out by herself. And she was followed by this man, which he ended up, like, raping, murdering, and burying her body. Oh, wow. This is 12-year-old me. Like, I... Right. Like, how would that be implanted in your head on your own? Yeah. Like, I watched this whole thing transpire in a dream. And after I saw her being buried, I kind of saw, like, how the neighborhood grew up into homes and into, like, more of, like, a city, which was really wild. And then I woke up. And when I woke up, there was that little girl at my bedside staring at me. You're kidding. Whoa. No, I like <gasps> gasped. I rolled back over and I closed my eyes as tight as I could because I didn't want to, wa- I didn't want to look at her. I thought I was literally going crazy and there's no way that this little girl that was in my dream is at my bedside. Understandable. I could understand how you'd be freaked out. <laughs> and then she was clear as day and she was happy as a fucking lark, man. She was just looking at me and like, Hey girl, <laughs> ready oh my to play. Gosh. And is, but, it was like, it was, it was like one of those things where even if like you rubbed your eyes, she was still just standing there. I, I refused to look. I <laughs> yeah. I get- said, Nope, this is not right. happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still dreaming. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Because I wasn't accepting of that whole situation. Like I didn't really even like to watch scary movies because they would scare me so bad because I could feel the emotions and all these people. Like I just didn't sure. want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I mean, yeah, so oh, go for it. No, I was going to say, especially being like a natural sensitive, which is what I believe you are, you can pick up all those energies. And so you're very affected by your environment. Yeah, just like, you know, people's emotions, you can kind of tell the mood of the room, that kind of stuff. But um, I ended up telling my dad's girlfriend kind of what had happened. And I don't know, things kind of escalated. She started making fun of like the spirits. Um, I don't know why people do that. 
It's like, it's, you know, I don't get people stirring up the pot when it's already a traumatic situation because that's never going to be a good thing. Right. And I don't know, you know, it was, it was not necessary, but it, she did what she did and her and her little girlfriends, um, I don't know if what they were playing with some sort of black magic or some sort of weird stuff. Um, she was kind of into the whole like supernatural kind of stuff, but she really stirred the pot, as you said. Yeah. Um, because at nighttime, I felt like the spirit that killed this little girl was in my house. Whoa. And I felt the anger from the spirit that, one, she told me what happened, and two, I was trying to help her, and, you know, I was allowing her to be there. And I kind of got his side of the story, like, he ended up getting murdered because he killed this little girl, and his, I felt like his death wasn't very kind, you know, back in the day, I'm yeah. sure yeah. it wasn't going to be pretty. So, Townspeople probably getting together and doing the, you know, not so uh, humane way to die. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. And then, you know, the whole thing with pedophiles, it's, it's not oh, never, yeah. it's never a good thing. No. He, uh, he would come into my room and you could feel him staring but I think the scariest thing for me was is that my ceiling would fill up with this like dark cloud and it was almost like a smoke and oh, it wow. would get bigger and bigger. And I remember I had these, I don't know if you remember those like glow in the dark stars that she would. Put yeah, on your abso- absolutely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I totally had those and they would eventually disappear because the cloud of smoke would get so thick up in the ceiling. Now, see, I'm glad you and- said that because that shows that's something physically in the room that it's actually covering those luminescent stars. Yeah. And it was scary and it would just get thicker and it would come down more and more and I could feel the breathing and I could feel the anger and I could feel the, the need to kill somebody again. And then, you know, I would get to a point where I couldn't handle it anymore because then I would see red eyes in the smoke. And red is for those of you in the audience that are possibly unfamiliar. Usually when you see red, that is an indication of a very negative, sometimes demonic energy. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was 12. I was so yeah. scared. I called my aunt and I told her, I don't want to live here anymore. Understandable. I handle it. Like, come and pick me up. When are you coming? You know, and yeah. I, I stayed at that house for probably another year till the school year ended. But things got a lot worse. Things would fly across the rooms. There would vacuum cleaners would turn on and off. I mean, the stupid thing would turn on while it wasn't even plugged in. You're ki- Whoa, that's something strong. Um, yeah, and, and then it really got a little weird. So my dad and we had a, a husky. They were sitting um, next to each other in the entryway. And my dad's girlfriend, the dog was doing something funny. And my dad's girlfriend took a photo of it with our Polaroid camera. And clear as day, you could see this little girl in pigtails kneeling down next to the dog. Oh, my gosh. My dad freaked out. My dad's girlfriend freaked out. 
they finally believed me. My dad wanted to like take the photo and put it like on Art Bell. I don't know if you know who that is. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, some radio station or at night. <laughs> now is and that is that like, is that photo still in the family somewhere? Okay, so she passed away a few, quite a few years ago. But like, I had reached out to her to try to see if she could find it. But she never, she said that that whole situation freaked her out too much to even talk about it. Okay. So she was just closing that door altogether. Just didn't want to acknowledge that energy in any way. Yeah. So I went to my aunt's house for the summer and I (laughs) didn't want to come back to be honest. I get it. When I finally, when I finally did come back, um, in August for school to start, uh, the energy was different. It was light. It was happy. And the first thing when I walked into the door, I looked at her and I said, what did you do to the house? And she kind of looked at me like I was batshit, but I said, I don't feel that spirit anymore. And, um, she said, well, funny you say that, um, my friends and I, we came over and we got rid of him. Oh, wow. Now, did they go into detail? Did they sage? Did they do a a seance of some kind? She said that she did some sort of seance and that she basically put the genie back in the bottle. I don't really know what that means. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I hope nobody opens the bottle. (laughs) That's what I was thinking when you said that. It made me think, did she maybe not tell you and she's the one who mistakenly opened it at one time? I don't know. Because I ended up moving out shortly after that, and, you know, we really, I didn't see her again until almost just a couple of months before she passed away. I kind of went over to her place and kind of, like, talked some things yeah. over, and she was terrified of me. <laughs> wow. Well, it's it's funny because you're just, you were just reporting what was actually happening around you, and I guess she couldn't handle that on a, on a, on a, you know, whether it's a spiritual level or a physical, but you were innocent in that because you were just literally feeling and seeing what was in that environment. Yeah. My dad, he still lives there to this day. And that energy is totally different when you go there still, but he says he sees, yeah, he sees a shadow spirit every once in a while, but it's nothing, you know, like what it was. Right. Right. And, and so like, Fast forward a little bit and you're moving into the house you have now. And when did things start or when did you first notice something was going on in your house now? So the the second day after we moved in, I was calling the realtor and I was asking if anybody died in the house. Oh, interesting. She took about a week to get back to me. And she said that the man that lived here had a heart attack but he didn't pass away in the home. But I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So you were probably right. He probably did. If you were detecting yeah, but, it, yeah, they can't pronounce it until they get to the hospital, anyways. Right. So, right. but it's fine. Like, but it was the fact that we had a dog that we basically thought was getting a brain tumor or something because she kept getting really aggressive. And that was um, not what she was like before. No, and not at all. And she would bark at doors and growl at like random points in the corners of the the house. And um, we ended up rehoming her because like I had just had a baby. 
Um, yeah, I understand. Who's autistic? It was very small, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I get it. When I they just, get more aggressive, my sister had to do the same thing with a dog that got just. It had another side, and you just never know when that's going to come out. So you're just being a good mom. Yeah, and so we ended up. We hadn't. We didn't get a dog for a while, and finally the kids were, you know, old enough, and we ended up getting this cute little Brittany Spaniel, and. Uh, he's so he's like he's my fave. So, <laughs> and what's his name? His name is Sirius Black. <laughs> I love that. I love that great name. <laughs> HP fans will pick right up yeah. on that. Heck yeah! So, and he's so funny. He's got like the hair like him, so that's kind of like why we. Uh, <laughs> except now he turned brown, so I don't know what happened to him as a puppy. <laughs> But he's a good dog. But he started doing the same things as a puppy. He would You're look kidding. up at the corners of the house and he would growl at them. He would. He still does it. He would stare at them. And at first I thought it was like, oh, maybe he's looking for the laser that the kids play with. Oh, yeah. No. Same, same spots. Same spots. You're it was wow. wild. I was like, and then I'm like, oh, great. So I just like got rid of our dog for no reason. <laughs> well, you didn't know at the time. Right. And, you, you know, you don't know until you know, you know, like having the second dog. Yeah. Yeah. But it was wild. The second day we moved in, my aunt actually helped us move into this house. So that's a that's a little uh, dropper there because she had the ring. Oh, wow. In her possession. The day we moved into this house, she gave me some of uh, my uncle's possessions that he had that he left me in his will so the ring being one of them and i hadn't had any issues until we moved into this house again that is so interesting how there was that long pause then you move in and then you inherit this ring and then it's stirring up again yeah so i i don't know if it's if it is the ring. I don't know why the long pause. I don't know why there were so much issues at my dad's house. Right. Um, I lived at my mom's house and I had issues there though too. But it was just, it was wild because I had such the long pause. And then, you know, you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. And for sure it dropped with moving into this house. But it was, it was weird because I was so drawn to this house. Yeah. Out of all the houses, I picked the ugliest house <laughs> I could find. <laughs> Would you, I think there were some spirits calling you to be enamored with the house, which I hear a lot of. I hear a lot of stories like that. I mean, honestly, though, because my husband walked in and walked right back out. He said, <laughs> nope, I'm not painting. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Because it was Home Depot orange. But the wild thing is... I looked at our listing photos again, and I really, really wish I had looked at them a little bit closer because every photo you see, you can see orbs in it, or you can see spirits standing at the back door. Oh, you're kidding. No, I, I posted it on my uh, social media account and the internet went wild (laughs) screenshots from everybody finding all the different spirits in the photos. So this place is crawling with spirit activity. It is. So the 
company that came out that wanted to turn my house into basically a um, <laughs> an entertainment situation, um, they said that there was a portal that was opened in the smaller garage by some sort of dark magic is what they said. So somebody may have been at a, another point in time may have done a ritual there of a less than holy nature, which could have brought some things through. Correct. Which I don't, I don't know. I ended up actually doing some research on the house and I tracked down actually the first owner of the house. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Super sweet family. Um, they didn't really live here long. Um, she actually came to the house when I, uh, I posted on social media asking if anybody in the else in the neighborhood, uh, was having issues and 18 other houses actually came forward. You're kidding. In our me. area. No. So uh, she was like, I would love to come over because I guess her brother had passed away in the time frame that she lived in the home and she wanted to see if, you know, she could pick up on anything. And, uh, I mean, she got chills when she was here. Um, my, my light in the hallway flickered, flickered a little bit. And, uh, I, but I think the funniest thing is when she went to leave, her car wouldn't start. You're kidding. Wow. See, now that is definitely a spirit intervening because what are the odds of that? Yeah, and then she was like, "No, no, no, we're not. You're not coming home with me." And then the car started. <laughs> oh, really? See, she uninvited it, and then boom, the car starts. Yeah, it was it was wild, but I mean, the strangest thing I think in my house right now is probably the peephole that is in my small garage. Okay, well, let's hear about this. So there, when we first moved in, I really didn't notice it, but there was just lots of cameras up in this house and I kind of really didn't know why I know why now, because I have cameras up in the house because you hear things at night and it's like shattering or it's really loud voices talking and it sounds and it's like and it sounds like it's inside the house, right? Not outside, but you yes. hear voices inside along with sh- glass shattering and things like that. Or footsteps. You hear, hear footsteps a lot. I've hear I've heard like uh, chains like dragging before. That was really kind of weird. Um, but I w- I would say that qualifies. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was a little weird. So we went. I would go out into the smaller garage, and my son. Um, said that he kept hearing knocks. So I asked him, well, what does the knock sound like? And it was knocks of three. Oh, I was going to say, don't tell me they're threes because we all know threes. Well, and I had no idea because I had gone with such a long period of my life with no issues, you know, from 13 to, you know, uh, how old am I? (laughs) (laughs) 30-ish? You sound extremely youthful, just for the record, by the way. 30-ish, yes. (laughs) Like after 30, you kind of just forget, but, um, it's a very dark and heavy feeling in the garage though. I've had several people come over and tell me the exact same thing. It's hard to breathe. Um, when we moved in, there was paint on our windows, um, and there was locks. You you mean paint that, that uh, like apparated on the window or there was like, as you moved in, it was already there. There was some kind of paint. Just so on there, moving the previous in. Previous owners had painted the windows in the garage. Okay, well, that's yeah, that's definitely weird. And now, was it a hole so you can you couldn't see in, but you could see out? And then that 
closet or not the closet but the uh, garage had a double lock on it so it was a lock from the top and a lock on the bottom and you can only open it if you had like the both keys we ended up having to take it off because i'm like this is this is stupid how do you open this door (laughs) they they were definitely performing something in there everything you're describing seems like they may have been trying to build a psychomantium where it's you you block out all the sun and you, you you essentially are doing ritual in there. It sounds to me like they had a little ritual room in, at least at some point in that home, somebody did. Yeah, so I ended up asking the neighbors, like, kind of what was going on with the, the people that lived here prior, and they said that the the older couple that lived here were kind of like Stevie Nicks vibes, is what she told me, that the guy hung out in the garage a lot, and she loved her crystals. So I didn't even want to go searching for this woman because honestly and truly like i don't even want to know what she did at this point right i get it i get it i totally understand but we haven't really been able to get rid of what's been going on here um we've been able to calm it down but we've never had silence (laughs) so so the heaviness is is would you say is concentrated in the garage or occasionally carries into the home as well it's very concentrated in the smaller garage. Originally, I started doing photography actually in the smaller garage, and I couldn't handle being in there. It was too much for me. See, now that's so. saying something because as a photographer, you want your own space. And if it was strong enough where it's driving you out, that is extremely telling. Yeah, so we ended up turning it into kind of like a little storage area, and I moved into the bigger garage, which was great because I had more space. But it was very, it was very heavy in there, and it's still very heavy in there. That is wow! I'm I'm so fascinated by this. I'm going to have to get you to send me some of your garage pics later. But um, <laughs> it's just it's I'm just like yeah, so fascinated. My address, you can look it up because all the photos are still on Redfin. Oh, that's fantastic! Thank you. Oh, I can't wait to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is going to look that up, but I'll look it up. <laughs> We're not giving out our address, folks. That's great. <laughs> So what is the, would you say, is the scariest thing that for you has happened in the house? I would say probably the loud noises at night. Yeah, understandable. Because you you get up thinking that somebody's breaking in and, you know, it sounds like tons of picture frames are falling off the walls. Um, But then you go into the hallway and they're placed nicely up against the wall. (laughs) They're not broken. So there's nothing wrong, but it sounds like somebody's in there just like destroying the place. Yeah. And then I think the, probably the other few times, um, was I came, so my house was broken into, um, actually 2017, 2018. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't actually know if it was like fully broken into though. I'm now I'm wondering honestly, if it was like a spirit. Yeah, that's what I I had that thought too. I wonder if a spirit opened your door. Well, it got a little bit weirder than that. Okay. Well, let's hear this. I came home and the door was basically kicked open. Like it was wide open and I had just dropped my son off at preschool and I had my daughter and my, her carrier because uh, she was still little, and I could hear people talking. 
So well, you must have been phone. terrified. <laughs> I was. I was on the phone with my aunt, and I told her to shut up. <laughs> 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 because I was trying to listen yeah, sure. of what was going on. So I hear what sounds like two men arguing, which was like in my laundry room, which is down by the smaller garage. And then I hear footsteps behind me and it scared the shit out of me. I ran out the back door, which was already open. So which was, I don't know why it was wide yeah, open. Yeah, I was just so, going to say, that's um, a creepy as hell, too. So nobody ended up coming out of the house. Um, every time I went to try to go near the house, I would get severe goosebumps. Um, so I kind of had to, our backyard is very large, and I went to the other side of the backyard, and I found this man's ID, which was from, like, Minnesota. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which right. Which is really weird. Yeah. I think it was Minnesota. I ended up calling the police, and but nothing was touched. I don't know if I just came home too early. I don't know if the ghosts were just messing with me because I had probably about $10,000 in photography gear laying out on the kitchen counter because I had a wedding that evening to do. Sure, so you'd think if somebody was breaking in, that's the first thing they would just grab, even if they're in a hurry, that they would grab it and go. Correct. So I think that was probably the scariest thing. Just the footsteps behind me that were so loud, I I thought I was going to get grabbed. <laughs> yeah, no, and, I get it. And then the, the goosebumps trying to go back into the house. I couldn't go into the house for a good hour without getting those really bad goosebumps. You were definitely picking up on the vibe. There was definitely something. It's so fascinating what that could have been because – is it if it was it a person or was it paranormal or was it both at the same time? I don't know. And they, I guess the uh, police department ended up finding the guy with the ID, and he said that that ID was so old that he doesn't even know how it got there. See, now that is really interesting. So you could be right; it could have been spirit messing with you. Yeah, but it was just the weird connection between that person. Why Why would that ID be in my backyard? Right. Like, was it placed there or did was he in your home? And that's probably very frustrating for you because we'll never know that definitive answer. No. And then I think the other thing was is so when the medium told me that the there I had an item – in my possession, he said that the item had a jealousy tendency. So, Ooh, okay, I this is interesting. Think, yeah, I didn't think anything of it until so. So my house was broken into first, and then my car got broken into. Um, I developed a lot of health issues actually living in this house. Um, I ended up. <laughs> having like tons of weird different allergies ever since I moved in here. You're kidding. So I get like, no, it's, I'm, I'm like a walking Murphy's law. They call me bubble girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's your fault. I think you're dealing with some form of spiritual oppression because what you're describing again, I've heard this before. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten a lot of uh, help, like medical wise, like between like being diabetic and I have like, thyroid issues and I have like arthritis, but I'm like, I'm 32. Like there's right. no reason I should have all of these all at once. 
right, right. all started when I moved into the house. So anyways, my hands get really, really swollen. So I was driving home from work and I took my wedding ring off and I left it in the cup holder. The next morning, I went to go get in the car and there was brake fluid <laughs> in the front seat, which was super weird. Yeah, you what? Know, at the time, like, I don't, we didn't do our brakes. <laughs> we do now, but at the time, we weren't doing our own brakes. Sure, I and get that. I basically thought, I thought nothing of it. I threw it in the seat next to me and I went to work. It wasn't until I got home that I saw that there was a trail of, like, coins in my driveway. And then I realized that I had left my wedding ring in the cup holder. And somebody had broken into the car. At least I think somebody broke into the car and took it. Well, I'm so sorry you went through that. Yeah. So my husband and I last year celebrated our 10-year anniversary and well, congratulations on that, on that end of it. Thank you. He stuck with me. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he bought me a new wedding ring and I kid you not. I maybe had it six months before it went missing. You're, are you, I was going to say, don't tell me your second one was just gone. See yeah, that so there, there's something sure. going on spiritually there. Uh, I'm getting a very strong so, vibe. Isn't that weird? So yeah. I, my husband made the connection that he thinks the ring it's wants the ring. to wear it. The ring wants you to wear it. That's yeah. what it is, honestly. That it's it's Super making wild. complete sense. It's also not very uh, cheap. It's not in, it's not going the cheap route because it's making these expensive other rings go away. So thank you, antique ring, for that. You know, right. well, like, luckily the next, the second ring that I put insurance on it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> good call. <laughs> because I had a feeling. <laughs> right. And thank God you listened to your, your instinct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we think that the ring is cursed, but I don't know how to get rid of the cursed ring. <laughs> now here's the, here's the biggie. And people are going to ask this. They're going to be wondering, did you end up putting the ring on this antique ring? Uh, so funny story is before I was going to make that second ring, I was actually going to take the stone from this ring because it's a very big amethyst because I'm born in like February. So I love purple and I like, I don't know, family history. I think it's cool to have like a story along with it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I wanted to take the ring, the stone, and it's like a three carat stone and turn it in to my new wedding ring but the stone was so old that they couldn't do it without like totally damaging it so the ring's been in my jewelry box since and it's so old like the the metal on it is so thin because it was from the 1800s sure yeah so it's delicate so yeah I totally understand well and also after hearing some of that you know, the territorial business of the ring. I don't think I'd be uh, anxious to well, put it on either. Recently, though, I mean, I was last month, I think, is when that guy was put two and two together. And my husband, I was I was shocked. <laughs> um, you two are easily the most entertaining people at any party because who's going to ever beat your stories? 
Yeah, it's pretty bad. We had a family reunion uh, at his dad's house a couple of years ago, and the guy was like, oh, well, what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, I uh, do boudoir photography. He's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, I take pictures of naked women. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that, too. Yeah, he was like, well, what do you do? My husband's like, oh, I ra- I drive cars um, that are like all prototypes all day. He goes, what are we on an episode of House Hunters? <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, though. You're interesting people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if interesting's the word. It's it's been a it's been an interesting yeah it's been an interesting uh, adventure for sure. Now, now you've mentioned uh, you actually. Let's uh, fast forward a little bit. You started, as you mentioned earlier, a TikTok channel, and you have a channel dedicated to the activity going on in your home. What? What inspired you to do that? Did you want other people to feel like, hey, this if this is happening to you, um, you're not alone? Or did you just want to s- people to see the physical proof of what was happening in your home? Or was it both of those things? I mean, honestly, probably both. I think mm-hmm. for the longest time, I basically thought I was going crazy until I had the validation of you know, this is happening to 18 other houses in this neighborhood. And they're all like basically the same story of this really tall guy that watches you pee at night because that's, you know, he's the, the ghost is a pervert. The one yeah. is for yeah. sure. But, uh, I know of all the yeah. activities he's, he's choosing that to, to peer in yeah, on people. He's, he's a pervert or he watches like my neighbor said that he watches her get dressed or the other one said that he pulls her hair at night, which is terrifying, to be honest. Now, did they, did they, is there a description of this thing? Yeah, he's just really tall, and it's a black shadow. Wow. And it's it's crazy, because I'll send you the photo. It, it, the same black shadow is in my, um, my back door, <laughs> looking out. That is, it's wow. It's wild. Uh, a part of me wonders if it, if it started in that garage. You know, and kind of went out through the neighborhood roaming. I don't know. And I mean, I, I think I kind of created it to, I don't know if it's to bring awareness to other people that, you know, things do happen to normal people, or at least I think I'm normal sometimes. You are. You are definitely normal. You know, and. You may be dealing with abnormal circumstances, but you are normal. Yeah, it's just wild, and I think I just wanted people to know that it's okay to have, you know, those feelings when you walk into a room and you can feel, like, other people's emotions, and, you know, you can have those dreams about things happening that, you know, end up coming true, you know, that it's it's okay. So I started posting mainly my house, but I started going in just actually yesterday into stories that have happened to me. Because I'm sure it's happened to other people and, you know, they're just afraid to maybe talk about it. You no, know, I love that. And I've seen your videos and it's like, you know, you, you're coming home and the lights, you're having a light show going on in your house. And Yeah, I'm literally it, trying to get errands done and bring in groceries and <laughs> everything's melting down. It's, a, it's, it's crazy. And do you experience temperature, um, you know, drops and increases as well in your house? I know yeah. the garage has its vibe, but yeah, it's mainly warm. 
Um, it gets really, really hot on uh, the master side. And we kind of chalked it up to, you know, we live in Arizona. Right. <laughs> but even in the wintertime, it's super hot in here. Yeah, see, I don't know. There's something. That, to me, there's just something going on. And especially, and I've seen the videos, and it's pretty undeniable because you're standing there and there's lights just flickering all over and like it can't be a malfunction every time do you know what i'm saying like that spirit activity no, playing with the lights get it if it's one certain light but it's yeah. it's all of them yeah. i had to replace probably five or six different stupid fire alarms because they all kept going off randomly one by one uh, that not, not only is that scary but that's annoying as shit you're probably trying to rest at night and then you have this alarm going off yeah, there's a video of, on uh, TikTok of me basically karate chopping one of them. <laughs> I started Good for you. The ghost. I was so mad. I <laughs> totally get it. <laughs> Completely get it. You know, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. That's no. No, sir. You are not allowed to do that here. <laughs> <laughs> and has, has your little one experienced anything? Or has it been uh, hopefully shielded from that? Or... Um, both of my kids have had different experiences. Um, my daughter, um, we joke about her being possessed, but every once in a while we kind of wonder where the attitude's coming from because girls are so different from boys. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody warned you for parenthood. I'm telling you that. (laughs) Oh man. So she hears, um, scratching and growling at her closet door at nighttime. Of course it has to be the closet, which is like the scariest thing anyway. Yeah. So I ended up making this like bottle of like lavender spray with glitter in it. Mm -hmm. No, I get it. (laughs) And I made it, it's monster spray. Yeah. You're empowering her. I get it. Yeah, exactly. So it, it helps her feel safe at night and you know, it kind of, keeps her in a room. I know that sounds terrible to keep her in a room. that's probably haunted, but I need to sleep. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But I mean, and then my son, here's the knocks of three. And in, then in his room, here, in his room and his room actually backs up to the small garage. This all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That. Yeah. So the kids are in the hallway with the smaller garage and we're on the other side of the house. Well, so, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. At the same time, it's a little. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Monitors. <laughs> no, I get it. You want to. You want to watch them. You want to make sure they're safe. I totally get it, and I like the glitter spray idea. And you know, yeah. it, and if that problem persists, by the way, I think I can help you out there. So we'll get to the bottom of that. You know what's going on in her closet, and and hopefully we can you know neutralize that. So don't worry about that. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is that, you know, I tried to order um, some holy water and some, like, protection stones and some, like, pink salt on Amazon. And this is, like, during COVID when, you know, you couldn't go to, like, church and stuff like that. But they both, (laughs) at different times, got lost in the mail. (laughs) Oh, no way. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not surprised because negative things don't want intervention by, you know, anything from the light. So I'm, I'm not shocked, 
But you know what? I have the largest religious supply store in the country, literally down the road from me. So I can help. I'll need a gallon. I can help you out. Don't you worry. I can help you out. So we we will definitely make sure you're not stuck in a bad way. So don't worry about that. I got your back. I appreciate it. You got it. (laughs) Now, I'm just curious. Um, you mentioned you're in Arizona. Have you ever had, I and mean, this is just a random question, sort of off topic, but have you ever had any kind of weird UFO activity out there? Because Arizona's big on that. Actually, okay, so like my dad is probably the biggest UFO fan there is ever. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was probably nine or 10, my brother and I were sitting um, in my uncle's car. And we were getting ready to drive somewhere, and we had this giant freaking, it looks almost like a pear-shaped 3D thing, come over us super, super slow. And it was almost like three-dimensional on the bottom. It was so cool. That's amazing. And it just, yeah, and then it just zoomed away. Well, that was something. You, you definitely yeah, had something crazy. following you. Yeah, and he doesn't like to. He was like, "I don't want to talk about it," <laughs> and I'm like, "What happened?" He was like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> it's it's freaky because you feel so helpless. You realize this thing is there; it can do whatever it wants, pretty much. And what can I do about it? But it was so fast, though. That was the thing. It was yeah. so fast. And then there was another time my husband and I were coming home from Flagstaff from a, a deer hunt, and we went on this road off the 17. Um, going to Prescott and we saw this light and the light started coming towards us. It turned off and then it turned back on and zoomed up into the sky. I mean, uh, unbelievable. I'm so glad I asked you this question. (laughs) You, you had uh, two great stories. I haven't seen Bigfoot yet. Okay. (laughs) Mermaids, I haven't seen mermaids, not unicorns. Loch Ness Monster, no, but you haven't been to Scotland yet, so you might. You wouldn't catch me in the water. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get it. Now, I can't believe it. It's been almost an hour already. I I felt like I've been talking to you for like 10 minutes, seriously. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. This has been wonderful. I actually wish we had more time. This app will cut us off. But um, I want to plug your TikTok channel because I want people to find your channel and subscribe so they can keep up to date with all the goings on in your house. So what is that TikTok handle? It's surprise. I'm haunted. I mean, could you get a better name than that? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Well, because we live in surprise, Arizona too. Isn't that amazing? And sure. You're living a surprise. Literally. This is like amazing. And you're going to have to come back on because I can tell we've just sort of scratched the surface and we have more stories to dive into. Um, So Val, all I can say is thank you so much for doing this. I'm going to ask you to hold on for one second for footsteps in the attic. This is Brian Hobson. We'll see you next week.